Welcome to Ministry Leaders Anonymous. My name is Chris Bartlett. And I'm Matt Rice, and we hope to provide a moment of sanity during a busy week of ministry. We've both worked in ministry for over 20 years and have seen just about everything. And as messed up as we are, we are ready to dive into and bring light to the hurts, hopes, and hungers that every ministry leader has. Awesome. Today we're joined by Coach Chase, man. Coach Chase. And, <laughs> and so uh, Chase Cruz, Cruz, Kraus, Cruz, Kraus, Kraus, like Kraus. Okay. <laughs> That's uh-huh. something that you should clear up before we start the show, Chris. <laughs> Well, maybe you could eventually introduce one of the guests, Matt Rice. <laughs> Golly. So Chase is a, uh, a ministry leader uh, here in the uh, Central Texas area. But more than that, he's also a, uh, a coach at uh, Orange Theory Fitness. He's super fit, super healthy, and he has a passion uh, for that. And obviously, as a dynamic Catholic, he sees the connection between body and soul. And so, How many um, different random plugs for different organizations did you just make? Oh my gosh! Okay, wait, hold on. And, and some of them aren't even connected. Dynamic Catholic. And he does, <laughs> yeah. he does his health insurance at Pure in uh, in Bryan, Texas, which is Matt Rice's wife's. Um, anyways, okay. Taylor, cut that all out. Here we go. LOL. No, that was golden. It's staying in. Enjoy. Hey guys, we got Chase with us. He wrote a book. He did a thing. Welcome, Chase. Introduce yourself. What's up, guys? Yeah. So my name is uh, Chase Kraus. Uh, I, I live in Austin, Texas. Uh, I'm a native of Houston, Texas, so I do not have any kind of Southern accent because I've lived all over North America. Um, but yeah, so I'm currently the director of uh, youth and young adult ministry at St. Teresa Catholic Church in West Austin. Um, then on the side, I'm uh, yeah, I'm also a coach at Orange Theory uh, Fitness. Um, and that, you know, kind of part of my story, which I'm, we might get into later, might not, doesn't really matter. But anyway, doing that so that my wife doesn't have to feel the pressure to get a job because we have a baby. And so we wanted to make sure that uh, I wanted to make sure she was provided for and not stressed out about income or anything like that. So that's how I kind of started getting professionally into fitness. Uh, but then uh, with that as well, I'm also the co-founder and the director of fitness for a company called HyProFit.com, uh, which is a Catholic functional fitness uh, company. We do online Catholic coaching. And with that, we just published a book um, called uh, The Journey to Self-Gift, uh, three, uh, Four Pillars of Catholic Fitness Lifestyle. So uh, yeah. I'm super Catholic, and I like yelling at people to work out. It's a great time. <laughs> Excellent. So I, I think there's a uh, a challenge for ministry leaders to try and be perfect in every area, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, in, in our catechetical arm, we don't want to be heretical. <laughs> we don't want to lead people away from Jesus. Um, but there's also the living witness example. And I think that fitness should be a part of our living witness, right? Because we should be good stewards of the gift of our bodies. Yeah, and yeah. we've talked about this before on this podcast, but not with as much of a, I don't know, concrete, practical ways of moving forward and not with a guest who specifically focuses in on Catholic, I mean, fitness and what ministry leaders should be doing. Yeah, and so it's it's huge. So, because, I mean, the whole thing is, at least my approach to fitness, by no means do I want to be one of those dudes that like can't touch their head because they're so big. Um <laughs> Because I just like, I, just, I mean, if, if like, if you are that way, that's fine. It means you really worked hard and like, that's cool. Um, but for me, it's, you know, then the reason we wrote the book is we, I basically look at fitness the way JP2 looks at scripture, which is uh, uses a hermeneutic of gifts, right? So that lens that he puts on, he reads scripture, he reads, he views the body through this idea from getting that best that man finds himself through a sincere gift of self, right? And so for me, Basically, inspired by, you know, Gaudium et Spes, St. John Paul the Great, I then basically viewed fitness through the same lens. Like, well, why do I work out? Why do I stay healthy? 
Well, I do it so that I can be a sincere gift of self to others because the more fit I am, then I can serve people better. And in those situations in life, if I can mentally force my body to do something it doesn't want to do, namely work out, if you get up at five o'clock in the morning, go to the gym, get my work in, then in those moments when my wife asks my lazy butt when I'm on the couch to do the dishes, I can mentally force my lazy butt off the couch so I can do the dishes, right? So it-, it, it I, don't, I don't know. I don't think those two relate. <laughs> not at all, not at all. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so it, it's it's huge. I mean, it, it all ties together, and that's part of the beautiful thing about the Catholic Church, right? I mean, we it's catholic It's of the whole. We're looking at the big picture, right? You can't just you if you, all you do. I mean, if, if you're a cloistered monk or a cloistered nun and a monk, that's one thing. If all you do is pray, but for the lay people, it's you, we have to take care of our it's body and soul. We're body soul composite, right? We're not just we're not angels. We're not just animals. We I mean it's both, right? Yeah, and it's not just lay people. It's it's I mean it's ordained that are that are in in ministry. Sure. Right? Yeah. Right. So uh, like one thought as you were thinking is like, okay, I need to be gift. Like I need to be able to be gift. Well, if I'm working out for 30 minutes or an hour a day, that's 30 minutes or an hour a day where I can't be gift to someone else. Yeah. Is that like, that's not a valid argument. I think it's a crap argument, right, but right. like, what would your response to that be? Yeah. So I think you could, you would then, I would then flip it. It's like, well, you know, when you're praying, you're not directly serving somebody else, right? Um, you're, you're sitting there. And if you, if you were looking at somebody while they were praying, like if they were just sitting, right, just looking at the sitting position, and if somebody didn't know you were praying, you'd be like, why are you just being lazy? Why are you just sitting around doing nothing? Why are you nothing? just sitting there? Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> and so part of, the, part of what Jesus did even, Jesus went off by himself to pray, right? Jesus, he, in those moments, Jesus was not teaching. He was teaching by example, right? But he wasn't teaching verbally. He was not multiplying the loaves. He was not, you know, ministering directly in that way so but jesus example he spent time with the father he spent time to grow i mean he theological waters there uh he spent time not necessarily to grow with the father but he spent time with the father because as a son it was right and well ordered to do so so in our lives we have to take time to one be with the father right be with the father in prayer but also train ourselves take that time because you can't give what you don't have so if you don't have self-mastery, then how are you going to be self-gift, right? So yeah. exercise yeah. is a way to develop that self-mastery. Well, and in, in, in everything we do in prayer multiplies what we do in ministry, right? If if you're not praying, your ministry is not going to be as fruitful or fruitful in general. Yeah. I mean, that's the the whole thing about the apostolate, uh, soul of the apostolate. Oh, right? great that's, book. Great the book. soul of your apostolate is your your prayer life, right? Um, so the same sort of thing, like you're able to be a greater self gift, just physically, emotionally, everything, if you are in shape, yeah. right? If you have taken care of your body, it multiplies the gift that you can be. Yeah. Yes. That 30 minutes, you weren't able to be gift in those 30 minutes to someone specifically, but what that has, that allows you to do after that is, is gift more. There's a lot of absolutism going on right here, and I just want to break it down. I have a running stroller, you guys, so I take my kids with me on my runs. Like, it's not that hard to be creative in regards to some of these aspects, right? You could actually do, like, Chase, you lead classes. So there's community that's happening while people are getting fit. Yeah. Like, this isn't an isolated thing. Also, in prayer, like, you don't have to be isolated in prayer. There's opportunities like the liturgy that are made for the public and things like that. So I don't want us to be so uh, boxed into where it's like, but yes, 
most the average experience is a lot of people work out on their own. Um, fitness doesn't necessarily have to mean that you're, you're, you're getting ripped or you're at a gym or something like that. Sometimes it could be getting started from couch to 5k and walking with your spouse or walking with another, uh, another person. Yeah. And you can, you can row to Emmaus that thing and talk about scripture while you do it. Yeah. And personally, I can't work out alone. If it's just me, I don't do it. I, I, it, it's not consistent enough. I have to work out in a group. So that is a way to be gift to people that are not necessarily part of my church community. Yeah. They're part of my workout community and that's different. Yeah, totally. Well, that's the thing. So uh, Ben West and I, he, he's the co-founder for High Profit. The, one of the things, those are the things is what we do is we provide Catholic coaching because yeah, we're not made to do this alone. So the Catholic coaching approach means it, it's, so we, we were struggling for a while because it's like, man, we don't want to just be another fitness company because then why would we mm-hmm. call ourselves Catholic? Right. It's, it's, yeah. it's dumb. There's, there's a million and a half different Joe Schmoes out there. They're like, do my 60 day workout and blah, 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 blah. Get a six pack in six weeks and stupid stuff like that. Um, and so, uh, the, the whole, the whole point of it is yeah, serving others, being a part of that community, but also walking with somebody. Right. And you do the same ministry. Um, it, it's that accompaniment attitude. Right. So I, I, I'm saying where you're at now, that is, you're still loved, you're still worthy, but it doesn't mean you can't grow. Right. I love you exactly where you're at now. But let's work on let's work on something. Let's grow in virtue. Let's grow in holiness. Let's grow in strength. Let's grow in endurance. And and one of the things too that I mean, if you're looking at this through ministry, right? How this can help your ministry. I mean, anybody who does youth ministry knows you play games, right? I mean, that's just if you don't yep. if you're not playing some kind of physical activity, they're doing some kind of physical game with your youth group, middle school, high school, whatever, then you're potentially failing to reach out to certain kids because there are kids who hate the games, right? Their kids are like, why do I have to play yep. this game, right? I mean, that just happens. Um, but they're also kids who are crazy athletic and who love running around, who love playing capture the flag and football and soccer and volleyball or whatever it is. And so, yeah, you don't have to be this like crazy fit dude who can run a mile in three minutes kind of thing, but at least healthy enough to where like, if your youth group's playing a game, you can like participate. You don't have to watch from the sideline, you know? Yep. Is three minutes possible? No. <laughs> can anyone run a mile in three minutes? No, no, definitely not. <laughs> I, mean, I think I think the world record's like just under four or something like that. Um, I don't think it's three. So, yeah. <laughs> that would be a crazy fit, dude. Yes, yeah. So, so it's, the the goal though isn't necessarily to say, okay, so I pray for for ten minutes a day, or I pray for thirty minutes a day, and I work out for thirty minutes a day, and I have all these little pieces. But the goal is actually an integrated lifestyle, right? That I'm a I, I'm a person of prayer. Yeah. I'm a I'm a I'm a healthy person. And you mentioned uh, in in your book these four pillars of a a Catholic fitness lifestyle not just of a Catholic workout or something like that. Yeah. So as ministry leaders, part of our integrated lifestyle has to include fitness or stewardship over our bodies. So I wanted to give you a chance, you know, just to, to give us a little peek inside the cover um, uh, of, of this book and tell us what are these four pillars and why would you recommend ministry leaders embrace that? Yeah, so um, it's kind of funny. So we wrote the book and we spent about a year. We went through several different, anybody who's written a book knows you go through like several different like versions of the book before the final kind of product comes out. And so it's actually kind of funny. So after we wrote the book, Ben and I kind of looked back on it and we realized like, whoa, we totally just accidentally basically did the three ages of spiritual life um, <laughs> to a certain extent. So the, the pillar one is just the, the discovery of, of the self gift, right? Um, it's, it's knowing your why. So why be fit? Why take care of your bodies? Well, that's when we're inviting in that initial conversion of, of looking at life, looking at fitness through that sincere gift of self. 
right? And so pillars one and two, and pillar two, namely being that working on the self-mastery part of it. That's the purgative stage. So pillar number two, working on uh, overcoming self, right? So the first one is kind of knowing and understanding that that's how you do it. It's, it's a gift of self. Pillar two is overcoming self. So because you can get into uh, fitness, you can get into that initial conversion of following Christ and stuff. And part of the first step a lot of spiritual theologians will talk about is self-knowledge, right? Self-knowledge being that one of the first steps you have to take. If you don't understand yourself, you can't kind of understand, you know, what, what, are, what am I tempted towards? What am I actually good at? How should mm -hmm. I serve God? And, and so pillar one, understanding that, first of all, this is how we need to view this as Catholics is that gift of self. Pillar two, overcoming self. That's where that, where that purgative stage comes in. That's when we have to talk about different things like asceticism, right? Fasting. Because if you look at it, fitness is a form of fasting. Because fasting isn't just like not eating something, right? Fasting is doing something that maybe is not comfortable that you can offer up for the glory of God or for somebody in prayer or something like that. And a lot of times it is just not eating something. Um, but it could be, I'm going to fast from my laziness and go work out for 20 minutes. I'm going to go for a 20-minute walk, right? Just to get out of the house. So the first two pillars are really about that purgative stage, right? Un kind of that initial entering into the idea that we find ourselves through a sincere gift of self and that fitness is, gonna, is just a part of that puzzle, right? I'm gonna find myself through a sincere gift. I have to have self-mastery because I can't give what I don't have. Therefore, that's one exercise is a, is a piece of that puzzle. And then that third pillar, we get to the third pillar and that's basically growing the gift, right? So that is more of like the illuminative stage where you understand the gift is important, you are still being purged, obviously, of your sins, of your imperfections and stuff. And then, but the lunar stage is growing in the virtues. So you've kind of built and developed the habit of fitness, right? It, it's, it's become part of your life. Um, and that's what, actually when you grow in your understanding that if you miss a day at the gym, if you miss a day at running, dude, it's totally cool. Uh, some people, when they're kind of, they have this over, they have this uh, kind of, uh, they're overly attached to their exercise routine. Um, and that tends to be stemmed in like vanity of some kind. Um, and they're worried about different things. And so, but you realize that there's, there's sight, there's parts of your life, right? So you have parts of your life. Like if you just had a baby, you should not be going to the gym at five o'clock in the morning. If your wife just had a baby, <laughs> you should be helping your wife at all points. And like, if you can get a little workout in here or there, cool. But your priority isn't your workout. Your priority yep. is your wife and your newborn baby. Um, so that third pillar is really the illuminative stage. It's growing the gift. And then the fourth pillar was, um, we called it basically like uh, the gift in your life. So that it's not the unitive stage, right? Cause the, the book isn't really, <laughs> that's not the idea, but if you look at it, that's really applying the gift. Okay. We're trying to get practical ways now to how do you grow the gift? What are practical, tangible things you can do? Uh, one of them, for example, is especially for fathers, um, I hear this excuse all the time. Like, you know, why don't you work out more? It's like, oh, I just don't have time. Like, that's a crap excuse. You have time. When you say fathers, are we talking about ordained oh, fathers sorry. or biological fathers? Bi biolog Priests? Biological or? fathers. That's, good. that's, okay. a, that's a good nuance. That's a good nuance. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, because all three of us were husbands or fathers. We know that, you know, not always, but tends to be the best time to work out is you have to get up early. You set your alarm mm -hmm. for 5 a.m., 4 a.m., 6, whatever it is. So for me, I'm, I'm, I'm very blessed. My, my baby, she's 14 months. She sleeps into like 6.45 to 7.30 every morning. Um, very blessed, very blessed. Um, <laughs> but, but still, so I know I need to get up early enough to where I can work out, pray, shower, and be ready to help my wife and my baby, right? So my alarm goes off 5 a.m., get up, get right to the gym, work out, come home. I sit down with my cup of coffee with Jesus, pray, 
until I hear that baby start crying. Then I'm like, all right, baby's crying. Let's get to work. You know what I'm saying? Um, so we're, so that fourth pillar is just trying to get practical ways basically to grow. Yeah. In my situation, it's, it's like my wife and I trade off, you know, oh, so nice. she's the early morning workout. She does the six thirty, and I do the four fifteen oh, nice. in the afternoon or whatever. So that works best for our schedule yeah. because I'm still able to come back and be there to shuttle kids around to wherever they need to be in the afternoon. Yeah. Um, because yeah, evening is just not possible. Right. Like between five and 9 PM, just like for us, for our family is not going to happen. Yeah. So there were a couple of things that I really wanted to pull out in, in that third pillar scrupulosity mm-hmm. in the spiritual life can also happen in the fitness life yeah. right? to where, Oh, I missed a day. So therefore I'm a failure. I'm worthless. I'm garbage. And that negative, that loathing talk, Right. And, and, and to be able to say, if you didn't make your workout, if you didn't run five miles and you only ran two miles, like just calm yourself down. You broke a sweat. You utilize like the word recreation broken down as recreation. We are God's creation and utilizing our bodies in that way helps bring life to it. And then the second piece is that, that they give to self that, that fourth pillar. Like if we are getting fit or if we are getting holy, because that's what we want for ourselves. Like, yes, I finally arrived. I, I, I ran my half marathon or whatever. And those are good goals. Don't, don't, don't freak out. Like to be able to do a novena well and to succeed. Because I miss like novena day two and I'm like, oh, I've already skipped a day, you know. <laughs> but if the goal is for me to accomplish that for myself, then we're missing the point of why God gave us things to be stewards over. Because the gift needs to go beyond. Imagine becoming holy and you're at the top of the mountain by yourself. That's ridiculous, yeah. right? The reason why we have those mountaintop experiences is so we can go back down into the valley and bring other people closer to Christ. I don't try and stay healthy because I want to be like, hey, I'm fit for me and yay for me. I want to walk my daughters down the aisle at their wedding day. Like I stay yeah. healthy for a greater reason. I know that if my heart isn't cared for through fitness, that I will not be around to hold my grandchildren. Like that's my why. It's a both it's a both and though. So it's not just like, and so it's got to be both and it, like, because it is for you um, for multiple reasons, but it's also for others. But, th- but that's why too, I mean, it, it's even looking at this, like grace isn't competitive, right? It's not just all God or all us. And so you can look at, you take that analogy and look at, you know, other things as well. Whereas fitness, it's not, you know, all for me or all for others. It's both and, right? It's not competitive, you know? So, but at the same time, yeah, the finding of the why it's knowing that I'm doing this not with a six pack because one day you're gonna be 80 years old and you will not have a six pack sorry for your luck right <laughs> it's just but at the same time they're 80 year olds who go for walks every single day right mm-hmm. so finding the so for us like the ultimate why right man finds himself through a sincere gift of self but then you have to have those other whys that chris mentioned as well the smaller whys of like okay but you have short-term goals as well as long-term goals ultimately you give it eternal eternal long-term goal namely finding yourself through a sincere gift of self to imitate jesus christ on the cross right long-term goal that's it that's part of that's how we enter into heaven but the short-term goals is like yeah i want to run a marathon half marathon or i want to be healthy enough to play with my grandkids one day it honestly like people that work out for the six-pack i kind of just make fun of them because honestly a six-pack means nothing besides you didn't eat anything fun for like months um like that's it that's that's really six i've, I've known guys with six-pack that throw out their lower back right yeah um it doesn't mean yeah. anything yeah but it, it like being able to like run, you know, with your kid, like I, a year and a half ago or something like that, I tried to play basketball with my son and I was like, I was in for one play like, and I was out, you know, like it's just in the driveway and I was like, okay, I'm not going to take a breather, you know, but like after having worked out consistently for like a year and a half, like 
he still whoops me because he's way better than I am. But I'm out there playing with him for a lot longer. Yeah. You know? And so um, those are like some of the, those are some of the whys, you know, but to be able to lift a heavier weight, that's a smaller like little benchmark, you know, that makes me feel better. Like I in like there's a little personal goal. Sure. Um, things like that, that it's always nice. Yeah. You know, I didn't throw up at workout today. <laughs> that's a good thing. Yeah. Well, the thing is, too, it's, and it's good to have um, smaller goals, but also just good to track progress, right? Because I, I have a lot of uh, clients that I work, uh, that I train and stuff, and they lift the same weight every single week. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, that, that, there's something wrong here. If you're lifting the exact same weight every single week, and so I mean, it means one, either you're not pushing yourself, which means you're just—I don't know why you're here—or um, two, like you're injured. I'm like, if you're injured, then you should you should fix that. But if you're not pushing yourself, grab five pounds heavier, right? Like, so mm-hmm. it's, and it's, it's that's why it's important to to track progress, right? Like, you know, I can do X amount of push-ups this this week. I can do X amount next week, or I can lift X amount of weight this week, X amount next week, or whatever it is. And it's it's important to track progress, but I track progress. One, one to make sure you're pushing yourself, but two, because if you're just going to the gym because you're comfortable doing what you're doing and you know you look good while you're doing it, then that's that's a different kind of motivation, right? You, I mean, you have tons of guys, right? They, they do the exact same workouts every month, year, week, because they look really good while they do it. Right? They're, they're showing off to the people in the gym. And I'm just like, in a Christian way, I have to love these people at the gym, but I really give two craps about what they think of my physical physique, right? Like, I just don't, I don't yep. really care. Yep. Um, so, and that's going back to that underlying motivation. I think that's, that's important to note because fitness is also very personal, right? And that's where the intimacy comes in because uh, for some people, a walk around around their block might be uh, amazing, right? Like on a personal level, that is a huge accomplishment. Whereas someone else running five miles might be like no big deal. Um, but because of the personal nature of it, that means that we can invite the Lord into it and say, Lord, how can I glorify you through using the gift of my body today? And, and, and not to have to have this standard of like, like a family rosary. I know families that can do a family rosary, no problem. If we can get through a Hail Mary without my kids bouncing on the couch, that's a miracle. You know what I mean? And so to, so to recognize, like, we're inviting God in, and it's going to look different for each and every person. And that's where I think that accompaniment with other Catholics, like what you were doing, um, is, is journeying with people to let them know, like, hey, where you're at right now, great, now let's take one step forward. Let's add, you know, one one pound more to what you're, what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. that's great. We've talked about like um, fathers, you know, like biological fathers who have kiddos or whatever in their family and stuff like that. Um, what about priests? You know, what about those ordained ministers? Because again, like they're busy. I mean, and, and we talked about this a little bit before the show began that people tend to use busyness as an excuse not to pray, not to do this, not to do that. And they'll use that same excuse to not go and work out. Do you like have any practical suggestions or thoughts for for yeah. our ordained clergy? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think you mentioned this before the podcast, or you mentioned it at the beginning of the podcast, the Soul of the Apostolate, that book, right? Um, the Soul of the Apostolate, he actually talks about uh, priests who don't pray because they don't have time, right? He, mm. he, it's one of the examples he brings up in the book. Um, and so and it's, it's a human temptation, right? Because, uh, I mean, any priest you know, no, I mean, they're on call 24-7, basically, right? If somebody's in a hospital yep. dying, they're getting a phone call. If somebody, you know, is in an emergency, if they need an emergency confession or, I mean, whatever it is. So, it's the first thing I want to say is I, I can't imagine the pressures that they have. I just can't. I, yep. I really, 
I don't know. I, that's because, you know, everybody, we all have a certain amount of accountability and culpability when it comes to the salvation of souls around us entrusted to us. I can't imagine having a couple thousand souls entrusted to me in a parish, right? <laughs> like, you know, um, to where if yeah. I say one bad thing in a homily, I could lose somebody. Right. Yeah. Like that, that's, that's an, an immense amount of pressure. So one sense I empathize and I, and I really, I can't empathize in another sense because I really don't know what that would feel like. Um, that being said, you start where you can start. You know, if, uh, one of the things uh, I was a missionary for a couple of years at net ministries and, you know, we travel, we're missionaries. You wake up early, you travel, put on retreats, you have to be with your host and all these things. Uh, one of the ways we used to kind of work out me and uh, my best man, my best friend, Dan, who's my team with me my first year, we, we called it get in the box. All you need is two feet by six feet. And you basically set a timer for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, eight minutes, 20 minutes, just set some kind of time. Um, and, uh, and then basically you do squats for one minute. Then you do push-ups one minute, lunges one minute, back to push-ups one minute, do some crunches one minute. And, and for however long, eight minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, you just get in a box. And we would do it right when we woke up because uh, the hero's minute, right, where you like, First thing you do, drop to your knees, give glory to God for a minute. We would do the hero's minute. Then we'd get in the box for five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. So I think for a lot of priests, I would say start there, right? Start small, yeah. mustard seed, right? The, the church grew from a mustard seed of 12. Um, anything you do in ministry, I think everybody's done ministry too, knows that most successful ministries start from a mustard seed. You, you just invest so much in the small and in, in that those personal relationships and those little moments. And then from there, it grows with the, with the, with the grace of God, right? And so I think fitness starts in the same way. You start small. Maybe you get in the box right before bed. Maybe you get in the box right when you wake up, uh, you know, and to find two hours to go to the gym, drive to the gym, work out. Maybe that's not possible, right? But maybe you buy a, you buy a set of dumbbells, you know, or yeah. maybe you, you send out an email blast to your parish. And you're like, hey, is anybody has extra dumbbells lying around that they're not using? I would be willing to bet some serious money that you're going to get a pair of dumbbells. Um, so I would say start small, you know? Yeah. Well, and like, in no, you said this in, in the book, like know yourself, know your why, like what is your motivation? Even if you need like um, some artificial goal to get you started, it's probably a good thing to go ahead and set that. Yeah. But then also know, just knowing your personality, what is it that's going to keep you consistent? Mm -hmm. Because like I said earlier, for me, like I, I can work out by myself for maybe a month and be motivated for maybe a month. But then after that, if there's nobody there and I miss a morning, it'll be easier to miss the next morning. It'll be easier to miss the next one, you yeah. know? And so for me, I have to have people that I'm around. So, and that, and that goes into, I heard a talk uh, recently, the difference between motivation and dedication. I don't care who you are. Everyone's motivated to be healthy, but it doesn't mean they're dedicated enough to do it and to stick with it. Mm. Right. I think any, if you go up to anybody, it doesn't matter if they work out or not and say, Hey, do you want to be healthy? They're going to say, yeah, like I want to be healthy. And you ask why it's like, well, X, Y, Z reasons. Cool. But are you dedicated enough to do it and to stick with it? Yeah. Right. So, and, and that's the thing too. I mean, uh, even like you say, you know, the kind of the, there are arbitrary goals that we can have. Right. For example, uh, you know, I don't really like using scales. Like when I'm training people, uh, unless they are medically under or overweight. That's a different story. If you are medically under or overweight, my goal is to make you healthy, right? Now, some of the medical stuff with underweight, overweight, BMI and stuff like that, it, it's a little tricky. Um, it depends on your body type and stuff like that. Uh, but at the same time, if somebody is medically obese, that means they're they are medically not healthy. They have a higher chance of death 
at a younger age, if you're medically obese. So my goal is then to get them to scale and let's set, let's set a, you know, kind of slightly arbitrary, but also a scientific goal of weight drop. Right. Um, so we can get to that medically acceptable range. And then from there we can start working on other stuff. Right. So yeah, you, I don't like, I don't really like using scales too much unless it's like a medical necessity. Right. But if somebody comes up yeah. to me and they're in like decent shape, you know, or like they're not medically obese, they're not medically underweight, then I'm just saying like, don't worry about the scale. Let's, let's work on getting you stronger and faster. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so. One of my, one of my best friends went skiing with us this past winter and he hadn't been working out very much at all. And I think he was probably around 300 pounds or so. Um, so a big dude, he, just him getting to the slope, he had to, he had to just lay on the slope for like 20 or 30 minutes before he could get up. Like he thought he seriously thought he was going to die right there. And, and he was just like, like that was the beginning of his motivation to like, I can't do this crap. Like, and that was when he realized I'm fat. Like he's like, and he said this, like he said this multiple times, dude. Um, like I, that's when I realized I was fat, you know, and I'm not going to do this anymore. And so then it's like, it kicked off and, and the guy's lost 60 pounds, Wow. you know, this year, which is amazing. It's huge. But, but to see like how, I don't know how much happier he is and, and how much I can tell he feels better. He feels stronger. Mm -hmm. He's doing a lot more with his kids. Um, it's beautiful to see that happen, you know, and to go from obese, you know, and, and he's still, he's, he's still got work to do and he's working on it still, but he's, he's in a much healthier state yeah. than where he would have been. And as, as a father, as a Christian, it, like he's a, at a much better place than where he, he was. Yeah. Um, and it's beautiful to watch that happen. I think about it because we're talking about an integrated approach to Catholicism, mm -hmm. not an integrated approach to fitness. Mm -hmm. It's an integrated approach to Catholicism. And there's certain things that we can delegate, right? Chase, if you don't do the dishes and someone else comes in and does the dishes at your house, not a big deal. Can we invite Jesus into the doing of the dishes? Absolutely. But someone else could do it and you could you could pray and, and, and be spiritual in other works. But we cannot delegate or outsource fitness. We cannot delegate or outsource prayer. Those are things that we must engage in, in the utilization of the gifts and the bodies, the resources that God has given us, right? And so that takes accompaniment, that takes some motivation, that takes community. And that's exactly what you've sought to build with, uh, I, I want, hy hypofit? How do you say it again? <laughs> uh, hyperofit. And it's okay that you can't pronounce it because we made up the Greek word, so... <laughs> Good, but with 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 hyperfit and 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 I'm not I'm not saying you know oh, contact Chase right now. What I am saying is to rethink ministry leaders about what your total integration is, because because uh, it's like skipping leg day, right? You see people with these big arms and these tiny legs, and and we don't want to be ministry leaders that have amazing prayer lives, and then uh, bad examples of what it means to be stewardship of of our body, you know, that God has given us. So uh, as we come up to a close, Chase final thoughts and then how can they reach out to you and uh, and where can they find your book yeah so final thoughts one of the things you talking about just delegation anybody who does ministries knows that parents try to delegate and outsource evangelization to you as a ministry leader all the time mm -hmm. and it's really really mm -hmm. annoying because they should be evangelized at the home and we're there to help in the evangelization help in the catechetical process so I just real quick, that was more of a ministry thought where, because all the time as a director of youth ministry, parents send their kids to me and be like, hey, can you fix my kid? Can you like make them love Jesus? Yep. And I'm like, no, actually, I really can't do that, but I'll, I'll talk to them. Um, <laughs> I'll love them as best I can. Um, so yeah, and anyway, so that was just, you made me think of delegation and outsourcing, and that's just one of my pet peeves with ministry sometimes. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, so 
definitely uh, you can find us at hyperofit.com uh, you can find us on Instagram at hyperofit Facebook at hyperofit our, our book is on Amazon once again it's uh, the journey to self gift uh, the four pillars of Catholic uh, lifestyle um, and so yeah so one of the things we can do is uh, one of the things we're offering a few of the things we're offering for hyperofit is we realize that not everybody's gonna be able to pay the price for to, for a coach we're also offering what's called Team Hypero, which is basically a subscription plan where we're, you get access to our monthly workouts, you get access to our video library, which we basically have this big old video library talking about you know exercise, talking about virtue, talking about faith, talking about prayer and all these things. Um, and then we also have what's called a Catholic uh, Coach Discipleship, where if you don't uh, want to pay to get like a, a workout plan made for you, you can still have a coach like walk with you and like mentor you and stuff like that. So we're trying to make, because our, our goal as a business, obviously you need income to operate a business, but at the same time, there are a lot of fitness people who charge like crap ton of money for whatever they do. Our job is to help Catholics be in shape to be a self-gift to others. So that being said, we're trying to offer as much as we can at a decent, like affordable rate. So that way people can grow with us as a community. Um, so yeah, it's hyperofit, H-Y-P-U-R-O. FIT.com. So hyperofit.com. And the book is found, yeah, Amazon. If you go to our website too, you can find the, the link to the book as well. Perfect. I was gonna I was gonna ask you to spell it because uh, yeah, 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 you yeah. needed to spell it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I got you. I got you. Um yeah, so hyperofit, it's a made-up Greek word. So uh it means uh I endure the fire. Uh but we literally smashed two Greek words together, and so that's why it's that's way it, way it is. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Chase. And thanks, guys, for joining us. Let's continue this conversation online. Please send any feedback you have to MLA at ablaze.us and share this podcast with someone. And uh, here at Ministry Leaders Anonymous, we believe that if you want to go quickly, go alone. And if you want to go far, we go together. Take some time this week to pray for other ministry leaders. And actually, while you're praying for it, maybe do a decade and do some exercise at the same time. Mary will journey with you during your exercise and things like that. But pray for each other and get fit while you do it. A squat per Hail Mary. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) All right, guys. We will see you guys next week on Ministry Leaders Anonymous. God bless you.